This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss. The lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision. Every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor. And of course, the most phenomenal... Caroline Frost. Hello. <laughs> I'm very excited because this week we have a drama, some comedy, uh, and of course, and we've actually, we're quite documentary heavy this week. We've got three documentaries oh, to recommend. It's all going on, frankly. We've got you covered for the week ahead. So, mm. Caroline, kick us off with the drama of the week. Okay. So, this has already debuted on ITVX, and we're still at Radio Times, and I'm sure you as viewers are as well, trying to get to grips with this whole ITVX, ITV phenomenon. So, basically, what they've promised is that they will be debuting their pedigree drama on ITVX, and then bringing the same shows to linear telly, old school telly as we know it, folks, in sort of anywhere between three to six months later. So some of you will have already seen A Spy Among Friends on the ITVX streaming platform. However, for those who haven't or those who are still struggling with getting ITVX, the good news is it's coming to ITV proper and it's the Sunday at 9pm slot. You know I'm a fan of that. That's mm. always where we call the flagship yeah. enterprise sits of a weekend. It's cracking. I mean, it's Damien Lewis and Guy Pearce. Fantastic. And they play a pair of friends. Guy Pearce is Kim Fulby, no less. I think we've all seen quite a catalogue of Cambridge Spies adaptations just because I think for writers they are such low-hanging fruit. But mm. Ben McIntyre, who was the writer of the book on which this is based, he's come up with this novel angle, which is the friendship between Guy Pearce and his great pal, Nicholas Elliott. And of course, they were clubbing men. They were in establishment. They, they shared whiskies and tales mm. of war and all those things that we hear the upper class men still get up to. And this is the great bond. And it's how Kim Philby was able to operate and navigate in a very slippery double life kind of way, as we've 
discovered in the years gone by, uh, Nicholas Elliott was sent off to try and extract a confession from his erstwhile great-great friend. Cracking performances from both Guy Pearce and Damien Lewis and this sense of unease that really in this country we are still totally at the mercy of class. And we we assume that posh-sounding people must be really very intelligent and very noble. And guess what, Kellyanne? In this day and age, it turns out it's not always the case. It was ever thus. I wonder what our obsession is with seeing through the perspective and through the eyes of people in the upper echelons of society. Oh, do you know, I just think this goes back a century or more. I mean, I often ask people... Do we think that Boris Johnson would have got so far up the rungs of Mm. the political ladder if he sounded like Danny Dyer? I think there's something very bewitching still for people, even if they know what's going on and even if they can see the workings, for people who sound plummy and entitled Mm. and are the beneficiaries of a classic education. So they one minute they're quoting Aeschylus or Pliny and the next minute they're talking about Robocop. It's very seductive. I don't know why. I think people really would benefit from looking into themselves and wondering why this is the case and perhaps yeah. we'd all be better off. But perhaps that's for another podcast. I feel you, I feel oh. you. I mean, that is, that's riveting. Oh, so. yes. Right. Okay, what have you got for us? So I've got a comedy. It's coming for series two. It's called The After Party. It's on Apple TV. You can watch the first series or you can watch the second series. They kind of stand alone. There are some... I going to ask you. You don't need you to don't have gone need back. To have okay, great. So there are some cameo appearances and there are some characters that appear in both series, but it is not essential. It is a whodunit, which they mm-hmm. seem to be left, right and centre at the moment. Oh, I mean, if in doubt, right, crime pays, especially if you're a TV commissioning editor, it would seem. So true, so true. Caroline, giving all the insights this week. Thank you. So, it's set at a wedding and the groom in the morning winds up dead. (gasps) And so each episode follows a different character and you kind of piece together this crime. Okay. Uh, but the cast are very impressive. You've got Jack Whitehall, who uh, you can listen to an interview with in the coming weeks on the Radio Times podcast, which will soon be returning. Uh, stay tuned for more. And it's got Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson and Zoe Chow. So it's a really impressive cast. I don't think it does anything revolutionary, but then I don't think whodunits are revolutionary. I don't think they need to be. Exactly. I think people just love a mystery and putting together the pieces of the jigsaw. Mm. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Why does Agatha Christie get so yeah. many reruns? It's because of that. It's, I think, um, I mean, scientists talk about this, but cultural scientists, they say in this age of chaos and uncertainty, there's something very reassuring about yeah. a fictional crime that you can work your way through and make sense of. So great stuff. Should we move on to some factual? Mm-hmm. I shall kick off with... Bill Bailey's Master Crafters. Bill Bailey, you mean that Strictly champion and erstwhile stand-up comic? <laughs> yes. It seems as though he can do anything, pretty much, yeah. and on telly. So he is the new host of uh, Master Crafters, which is on Sky Arts. This is the next generation. And what he does is he goes and just talks to experts. What he likes doing himself um, seems to be lots of painting and bird watching and all those gentle, lovely rural Mm. things. He talks about it in this week's issue of the Radio Times. He talks about how much peace he gets from it. And perhaps if you're on the road 
a lot as a stand-up comic you like to go home and and just chill and he's found a sort of a new balance you know away from the sort of staying out late on the road he's married he has a family he just wants to be at home but anyway he goes out exploring and he comes up against these endangered crafts and this is what i found so fascinating things like i don't know lacrosse stick making and certain crafts that we've just assumed will be there forever are becoming increasingly endangered in this country because the demand is low and so the need for people to learn how to become these master craftsmen is just diminishing and he sort of argues against that happening. He says it's really worthwhile and that there's something to be gained just from the very act of it. Kind of reminded me of that 70s book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which some older readers might have also read. But interesting stuff. I don't know if I'm about to go out and start to learn how to make a lacrosse stick, but it's very pleasant watching. It's very calming. I can see mm. why he got so entranced with all of this. I wonder, did you read that? I think it was The Guardian that did the article on the last print factory that is mm. publishing right. uh, magazines at the moment and how there's only one provider oh. left. Ooh. So I wonder if that is um, yes. a dying art in itself. But, I, I think a lot of crafts are going out. Because, well, we, we talked about the potteries yeah. around the time of the coronation and the fact that they they things like Wedgwood have half gone to China. And yeah. so do we need them? Does it matter? I know. Oh, I think this is it. It comes down to a question of we might want them to survive or, you know, certain arts to survive. But if there's no need for and them, we're then not what's supporting the point? Them. It's like the high street. How often yeah. do you go? Very, very true. Gosh. Well, to Waterstones, always. So much to think about. So week. much to think about. But you've got something else for me, don't you? I have, yes. This is slightly less thought-provoking, I would say, but perhaps a bit more escapist. This is yet another Boris Becker documentary. Game, Set and Match, this is called. So we talked about the Apple doc two-parter, Alex Gibney, really digging into the weeds of Boris Becker's both high triumphs and then low fails. This covers very much similar territory. This is on ITVX. It's a two-parter. Obviously, it's dropped um, to coincide with the Wimbledon fortnight, at which Boris will not be present because he is currently back in Germany on licence not to re-enter the UK until the end of 2024, following his prison sentence. And there are <laughs> there are the bones of the tale. So it tells you pretty much the same stuff again about what it took to be a Wimbledon champion at 17 and why I think the uh, the sequel in his adult life has proved so challenging. And yet, I think he remains as popular as he ever was. He was on the red carpet recently with his documentary film in Germany. All the Wimbledon people, the experts are saying, Boris, we can't wait to welcome you back. I think there's a lot of sympathy for Boris Becker, and I'm not sure he's deserving of it, but clearly charisma and sporting talent go a long way. Okay, so that's Boris. What have you got for us? So something quite thought-provoking, which I came across whilst doing some interview prep. It's Katie Piper's Jailhouse Mums, and it's on Wednesdays, W, 10pm, or you can stream it on UKTV. The premise of the show is Katie Piper travels around America and she meets women behind bars who are either pregnant or have recently given birth. And... What's so interesting, I think I've seen four of the five episodes, is the disparity between experience of these women. So in some parts of the US, you've got women who are allowed to be with their children, who are in facilities normally kind of socially run rather than government led, that are able to live with their children and 
raise their children until about the age of 13. And then on the other hand, you've got people who have been incarcerated awaiting trial, so haven't been convicted of anything, perhaps 15 hours away from their children by driving mm. and having to parent by telephone. So it is an incredibly interesting watch. I think what it exposes more than anything is the systemic issues that the US has with drug abuse and how different each case is. Some women want to be in prison because they think it's the safest place for them. Other women don't want to be there and don't think they should be there. They think they should be at home. So it's, it's a really interesting watch. I, I was surprised at how much I was taken in and how much empathy I had for the stories. What makes Katie Piper the right person for this? I think Katie is a very empathetic broadcaster. Often, I think... We don't necessarily want to hear their stories. And I think she's got a good relationship with the UK prison system, obviously herself having had a brutal attack happen against her. And having that kind of perspective, I think is really interesting to see her dynamic and to see her extend that empathy. I know obviously it's very different situations, but I think that gives her an edge that other people don't mm -hmm. have. Also, she's a mother herself mm -hmm. and the conversations that she has from that perspective is also really um interesting. Mm, fantastic. So the other thing that I have, stark contrast, mm -hmm. something very light and fluffy, is called The Summer I Turned Pretty and it's on Amazon Prime. It's Series 2 is coming out and that will be available from Friday. So it's this US teen drama and who doesn't love a coming-of-age romance? I think we're all so ready for a little bit of escapism. You're at a beach house in America, it follows this young girl called Belly, and she's staying at the Fisher's house. And she, there are two boys. Oh, no, not two. Two boys, two brothers. How complicated. How complicated. And it's all about, um, does she go with her head or her heart? Oh, so it's a nice it's a nice watch. It's one of those that is it's a it's a balm for the soul. I seem to remember Winona Ryder having a similar dilemma in how to make an American quilt. Do you go with your best friend or do you follow your passion? And all the elderly ladies try to advise her as they sew the quilt. So no quilt with this one, but similar problems. Yeah, and I think you know there's a reason why these programs get made and it's because you know, it's a it's a lovely watch and you're able to lose yourself in in the complexities of teenage life, which is so far away from adulthood. Oh, so So far away. <laughs> Aren't we so fortunate? Good. All right. Excellent. Please, could I have a film of the week? Well, this, so I'm returning to Terrestrial because oh, okay. uh, I know that I did a few from streamers and Went I am trying to keep... a bit rogue. Keep, yep. Mm -hmm. trying to keep it free for our listeners. Yes. So this film is called Brooklyn. It's on BBC One Thursday, 10.40pm, or of course on the iPlayer. Have you seen it? I love it. Saoirse Ronan, right? She is a generational talent. I'm sorry, there is no one else that... Luminous. Yeah. And I think it's because she is such an... She, every role I've seen her in, mm. she does with perfection and she's not really entered into the world of fame I would say a lot of people I don't I think would recognize her but wouldn't know her by name mm. and I think it's because she's going to be the next Dame Judi Dench mm -hmm. she's up there the way she approaches any role is just phenomenal so in this she is a young girl she's Irish small town and moves to America and it's all about that dynamic between you know the racism that was going on mm -hmm. in America at that time 
feeling homesick, trying to find her own feet, having to send money back for her family. And finally, or as part of the plot, she finds love for a drama to bring her back to Ireland. So that's amazing. That's it. It's epic. It's properly epic. And there she is, this slight young thing. Mm. And yet she is equal to the scale of the, yeah. the rest of the the huge skyline, the Brooklyn skyline. I do. I, what a great pick. Well done. Thank you. Okay, finally from me then, I have a one from the archive. We talked about spies earlier and I said that writers never seem to tire of the Cambridge spy ring in particular because they were just so glamorous and so treacherous and they offer a very low-hanging fruit of motivation and just how they got away with it until they didn't, of course. So let's talk about Alan Bennett. He's written not one, not two, but five actual screenplays or I think there are three theatre scripts and two TV scripts that he's produced inspired by the Cambridge Spy Ring and we have one of them on BBC Four next Wednesday, 10pm, so it will be available on iPlayer. This is an old offering, but it's been repackaged with a brand new introduction by Alan Bennett himself, and it's an Englishman abroad, and it has Alan Bates playing Guy Burgess. So we had Guy Pearce playing Kim Philby in Spy Among Friends. This you can see as the other bookend. This is Alan Bates as Guy Burgess. Similarly treacherous, we find him in Moscow, and we find him being visited by a bunch of old friends from, well, I would say the old country, but it's not his country. He made that perfectly plain when he was a traitor. And so they visit him and they talk about identity and loneliness and what constitutes patriotism. So a fascinating study, as ever, from the very, well, uniquely talented pen of Alan Bennett. Thank you very much, Caroline. Please do write in with the shows that you're enjoying or not enjoying at podcast at radiotimes.com. Make sure to rate, review and subscribe. It makes a massive difference to us at the show. And if you're enjoying it, please do tell your friends. We'd love to give more telly recommendations to more people. Until then, happy, happy viewing. viewing. 